The graduating class also selects the faculty commencement speaker. This year, that honor belongs to Professor Joel Dobris. Joel has a BA degree in English from Yale College and received his law degree from the University of Minnesota. Out of law school, he went to work for the law firm of Milbank, Tweed, Hadley, and McCloy in New York City. He's taught at King Hall since 1976. In 1994, he received the law school's Distinguished Teaching Award. He's a repeat faculty commencement speaker. Professor Dobris is well known for his teaching in the area of trusts, wills, and estates, as well as property, and is a classroom favorite of our students. I'm pleased that his wife and son are here today as well. It's with pleasure that I present to you a dear friend and colleague, Professor Joel Dobris. Class of 2005, families, spouses, partners, friends, Director of Finance Campbell, Provost Hinshaw, distinguished members of the stage party, faculty and staff, I am honored to be here today. Uh, this is what you get when John Stewart says no. <laughs> I, I put faculty and staff far down on my list because as I like to say, on graduation day, our job is done. We're just living wallpaper. Um, I often teach with, with props. Uh, and some of you asked me to use a prop today. I'm happy to oblige. Uh, I need all the help I can get. Uh, my favorite graduation scene is from an old-fashioned movie most of you students have not seen. Uh, an officer and a gentleman. Uh, towards the end of the movie in the penultimate scene, the marine drill instructor uh, bids farewell to the newly commissioned Navy pilots. Uh, the sergeant has been tormenting the officer candidates for their own good, and now it's over. His job is done. They outrank him, and the future belongs to them. Uh, thus my prop. Uh, Uh, it's as uncomfortable as a mortar board Uh, they don't make marine uniforms that fit the typical late middle aged male so I'll just stick to the hat Uh, who would have thunk it who would have thought this day would ever come and that would be such a nice day Uh, Welcome to a world where folks don't like lawyers. Uh, What don't they like about us? As Yuri Sleskind might have put it, it's because we stand up for rule breakers, border crossers, and go-betweens. We live by our wits. We represent minorities. We are what he calls service nomads. But the main complaint is that we are cosmopolitan. We see the whole. We see the complexities. We are cosmopolites. (laughs) We 
Would you want your child to marry a cosmopolite? <laughs> Strangely, I can't remember my own graduation. Uh, <laughs> that is a very comforting thought. Uh, this speech will soon fade in memory. Uh, we are gathered in these medieval robes, uh, in this building that is a model of late 20th century architectural brutalism <laughs> to launch you into the future. The magic of our gathering here gives grace to this utilitarian cavern. It is the building formerly known as the Rec Hall. Now it is the Pavilion at Arc. School buildings take on a funny smell around graduation time. It's a mix of the summer heat starting to build and the smell of emptiness. It's the smell of yesterday and not tomorrow. I smelt it the other day. I smelt it at my son's graduation when we wandered around the empty campus and we made him show us his haunts. He had the look of a junior high student whose parents were about to play a tuba duet in the school cafeteria. Uh, so, if your parents want to see the room where you said, I'd like to pass 200 times, be kind. It was the moot courtroom, and you actually passed 214 times, but who's counting? I feel very close to this class. Part of the reason is that I taught a bunch of you property in the moot courtroom. We couldn't help but get to know each other in the moot courtroom. Another reason is that I was on the admissions committee that admitted your class. But today I want to speak to all of you, the libertarians and the authoritarians, the communitarians and the Rastafarians. You are graduating at a strange moment. We are being cast backwards in time. I'm not sure if we are being cast back to the pre-Roosevelt era of a Darwinian capitalism or all the way back to the Middle Ages. But as I stand here in medieval garb, a fan of 13th century land law, I'm drawn to the idea that we are being cast back to the Middle Ages. When I read the papers, I see crusading armies, huge income gaps, a lack of social mobility, dynasties, feuding corporate warlords, and the pseudo-serfdom of low-wage work. I see feudalism, and I don't like it. We speakers seek to inspire you, to fill you with the gravity of the occasion, Paradoxically, paradoxically, it is the freest and the easiest day of your lawyer lives. No exams, no clients, no boss, no bar review, no bigger problem than getting your relatives to talk to each other. Um, so take the beauty and the wonder of this day and hold it dear. And please forgive us our exhortations. You'll soon be functioning as lawyers. Always remember, your law degree is not a license for self-aggrandizement. Do not exalt yourselves at the expense of others. 
Do not give in to materialism, self-righteousness, or priggishness. Refuse to take a cheap place in our status-driven society. Tony Blair once said, the new establishment is not a meritocracy, but a power elite of money shifters, middlemen, and speculators. Don't become a member of the new establishment. But if you do, come back. We'll always love you, just like your mother. <laughs> and if the dean's office is closed, just shove the money under the door. <laughs> the, the next 10 years in your lives are quite likely to be good years. You're going to enjoy what lies ahead, some income, some mastery of the law, and some romance. A little income, a little mastery, a little romance. I said that to a third-year student a few years ago, and she looked at me as if I was crazy. If only. She got a job a few weeks later, so that took care of the income. As a teacher, I'm sure the mastery came, and as to romance, that's not my department. <laughs> when it comes to income, I turn to E.B. White, the New Yorker writer who led an extremely simple life and who was the author of many classics, including Charlotte's Web. He wrote, there are other things in life besides money, although not many. <laughs> I know I'm talking to a bunch of folks who think more about the other things in life, and that is to your great credit. But money can never be far from mind. When it comes to mastery and work, I turn to Richard Feynman, the Nobel Prize winning physicist. He once advised students to work hard to find something that fascinates you. When you find it, you will know your life work, and you will know what to do. That's good advice. I was lucky. I got the only job I could find where I get to be in a talent show once a year, and I get paid for it. Uh, as to Roman, uh, romance, I turn again to Feynman. He said, to fall in love and to talk quietly in the night will do wonders. I say amen to that. I spoke a moment ago about money. The problem of graduate debt is a terrible one. You are a, a hybrid class. You were the last class to get any kind of a break on tuition. You paid a total, a three-year total of about $47,000 if you win the lawsuit, plus at least $30,000 in other costs. You will have less, less flexibility in job choice and job change and in your ability to take on pro bono work. You may have to postpone some aspects of your private lives. All of this to feed the repayment beast. It's not pretty. I'm reminded of a story. A beggar walked up to a rich man and said, I haven't had food in so long I've forgotten what it tastes like. The rich man said, don't worry, it still tastes the same. <laughs> don't become that rich man. If a future King Hall grad comes up to you in the street, buy her a meal. She's probably hungry. Some of you have the job, some of you have the romance. No one has the mastery yet. All three will come, I promise. If life is kind to you, come back and we'll share your joy. If it isn't, come back anyway. We will remember you. We have a bunch of young faculty. That means that many of you were students in someone's early classes. I guarantee you, a teacher never forgets the first class. I saw a student from my first property class at a reunion. 
And I remembered his blue book because it was one of the funniest things I'd ever read in my life. I went over to him and I said, you're so-and-so. I remember your blue book in property. Oh, the look of horror. Uh, he, he relaxed when I told him about the jokes in the blue book. He claimed not to remember, but his wife said, yeah, that sounds like Mike. Uh, you will be remembered. At the end of Paradise Lost, when Adam and Eve finally leave the garden, John Milton wrote, the world was all before them, where to choose their place of rest and providence their guide. They hand in hand with wandering steps and slow through Eden took their solitary way. We will miss you. We will miss your hopes, your fears, your energy, but most of all, we will miss you. We who stay behind wish you the best of journeys. Take care, fare thee well. Thanks for stopping by.